Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Today I'm talking to my friend Paul about a personal journey uh, that he shared with people in a book. Um, and it's a kind of a rags to riches story, if, if you could call it that. Do you think that's uh, fair yeah. enough, Paul? Yeah, it's definitely a transformation. Right. Yeah. Um, the, the money aspect doesn't really come into it. So technically, I suppose it's, it's not really rags to riches, but definitely um, moving from one place which wasn't particularly pleasant or fruitful to uh, a far better one. Right. And so this was quite a, a quick transformation, I guess, uh, in the end. Um, well, actually, I'd say the opposite. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, because in the beginning, when I first found out I was to lose my job, mm-hmm. um, I didn't really have uh, any skills other than the one that was uh, I was employed to, to, to use. But of course, I was losing that job and didn't particularly like that, the, the job. Great people. Um, so I realised I needed to do a few things, and one of those things was to get myself some, some good skills and become fairly decent at them. Okay. So in the in your book, you talk about being on Brighton Beach in yeah. England, this sort of famous beach in yeah. England, and was that a moment where you were just standing there thinking, "All right, I've got to, I've really got to do something." It was literally that. Yeah, I, th- I thought, you know, I'm going to have to wake up here and stop bumbling around. I was having fun, and you know, life was good, but I wanted to. I knew I could achieve something if I put my mind to it. I never really uh, did that though, so I didn't know what I could achieve or you know specifically or what skills I needed or, even, or indeed wanted. Um, and so did you just, at that point, did you just have this idea that you wanted to make changes, but did you know the changes you wanted to make, or, uh, exactly or you just right. had the, the will? I had the will, yeah, exactly right. I knew that I had to uh, make some changes. Didn't really know which changes specifically, so I began by asking myself some, some big questions, VIQs, I call them in the book, very important questions. Like, what did I want more of, less of? Um, what skills did I want? What was I good at that I thought I could develop and so on from there okay and so how did you then put those into into action um that's a good question what did I do I, I just uh I knew the internet was the way forward for me and I didn't really understand how but I was one of the the answers I came up with was um I wanted to develop my writing skills because I'd always enjoyed writing and always believed that I was okay at it um it, it, being um I suppose slightly modest there you know everyone's got their their skill and that was that that was mine and I wanted to uh, uh, to develop that so I wanted to look at the various uh, types of writing that people get paid for um, everything from novelist uh, to the thing I eventually sort of stumbled upon which was copywriting okay um, so yeah looked into that and and you obviously, within your, your family background, there's a history of journalism and, and things like that, right? There is, yeah, yeah. My dad was a uh, sports writer, uh, uh, sorry, sports editor at Reuters for 18 years. And, um, yeah, he, he taught me one or two bits um, about subbing, uh, sub-editing. I had a letter when I was in my mid-teens. I can't remember who it was to or, or indeed what it said, but uh, I showed him this side of writing and he said, well, you can lose that comma, you can change that. Uh, that whole paragraph you've already said in the, the earlier paragraph. And I looked at it, and it was a third of the length that it originally had been. And uh, two things struck me. One was, that's my letter, you know, what have you done to my letter? And the second thing that struck me was, uh, you know, you're good, and I need to uh, heed this lesson. 
Okay, and so so then you identified copywriting, you said, as something you wanted to do, and then what yeah. did you do from there? So from there, I um, continued to learn as much as I could about the, um, the commercial aspects of the internet and how businesses use writing and copy and various uh, techniques within um, copy to get what they want, you know, to get people to do certain things. Um, things like uh, lots of um, techniques and methods that have come from... Um, direct mail and direct copywriting um, from years and years ago, decades ago, um, such as the call to action, you know, actually, you know, just asking people or suggesting that, you know, telling people what you want them to do. So there's this idea of having a dead end at the end of a web page. Do you, do you let people just read what you've put and then they don't know what to do, so they click back or go anywhere else, or you get get them to the end of the page and you say sign up here to read more uh, buy this click here to download it what, what is it that you want people to do and then you have to put that there okay and so then and then what did you do from from that point on to do you start your own websites yeah I, I remember uh, I signed up to, to receive all the free ebooks I could and podcasts and webinars and uh, email courses that I could and one of those Emails said, um, so what do you know? You know, said, what can you teach others? And that's where I really thought, well, English, I suppose, is, is the thing that uh, I know that other people could benefit from. Um, so, yeah, that became the beginning of my, um, my first site, which was called, uh, and is called EnglishLanguageExpert.com. And I put together a few ebooks for it and an email based um, course with just some simple, easy lessons on there. Um, and it's, it's relatively successful, you know, it gets visits from um, hundreds of um, countries around the world and uh, fairly decent numbers, uh, not compared to some sites, but more than others. Um, but I enjoy it and I enjoy the fact that, you know, what I've put out there helps people. Oh, that's great. And so was that what led you then back towards more into the journalism field again? Because now you're doing a lot of sub-editing yeah. work. So like when that. I lost that job uh, in 2006, I knew about it in 2005 and it happened uh, almost a year later. And then I fell back into TV because, you know, lots of reasons, which I won't go into here and now. Um, but I, I ended up back in another full-time job in television and I was determined to make that one um, shorter uh, a shorter stay and when I left I would be leaving to go and do the writing uh, writing side of it so fast forward a few years and I took voluntary redundancy in 2013 and again asked myself who do I want to write for what kind of work do I want to do um, and the football world cup I'm a big football fan and the world cup was the following year in Brazil and I thought well that's too soon they'll have had, uh, covered that they've had it sorted um, but the Olympics at that point Obviously, three years away, uh, I quite fancied the idea of, of going to Rio. So uh, this is the one and only time I uh, kind of used my dad's um, legacy and name and, um, and the clout that he had, which I hadn't realised he had when he was alive. But that all um, came to me really after, after he died. But um, So I found the name of someone to contact. Um, that person was very helpful. And... Um, then I got a call from that same person a day or two later suggesting I go to Nanjing, the Youth Olympics, the following summer, which I did. I really enjoyed it, great people. And um, from that, I got hired to work at the European Games in Baku, uh, summer of 2015. And here I am, 
with you in Rio. Okay, that's great. So you had, you know, you targeted this event Indeed. three years ago, yeah. and, and here you are. Indeed. And so the the Baku is an interesting one because that forms the title or is it subtitle of your yeah of your it's book? a kind of subtitle and my, I'll explain the title so the, the yeah. book's main title is Pazabajan, um so called because I've been known as Paza by friends at home since I was about seventeen I'm forty four now so when I returned from Azerbaijan the title was there for me waiting I think I'd had the title some months before I even went there. Um, but then it dawned on me, well, this is the beginning, this is the end of a story. The beginning is clear, the middle's clear, and it kind of, I don't want to say it wrote itself because it's hard work writing it, but it was all in my mind and I'd written some bits previously for various blog posts, so I just had to piece the thing together, edit it, get the cover designed, format it and do the other bits. Okay, so it's Pazabajan and then... Pazabajan, uh, yeah, from, from Brighton to, uh, to Baku. No, that's great. So you can really see that that whole journey. And then you were telling me a couple of days ago that the reason, one of the reasons you wanted to write it was as a as kind of instruction for your daughters. Yeah, instruction because my dad was uh, very successful in his in his work and he travelled a lot. And my parents divorced when I was quite young, so I didn't. Um, and I, as I said, you know, I didn't know the full extent of his um, of his career and, and the, the influence and impact he had. And I wanted to do the opposite for my girls. So, yeah, I wanted to, and, and continue to want to share the knowledge I have and, uh, and who I am as much as I can with them. Okay, that's great. And so hopefully the journey continues for, for you and for them. Thanks very much. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for listening to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com.